Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I am not a fan of coleslaw. I don't know why. It just always has seemed to me kind of too sweet and maybe a little boring and um, very cabbagey, and uh, I'm not a fan. I do have a recipe for coleslaw on my webpage, thecookalongpodcast.com, that I do kind of like. But I really don't make it for myself. I make it for other people in the house who love coleslaw if it's made right. They don't like it made with mayonnaise, so I've got to find creative ways around that. However, there is a coleslaw that we both like, and it doesn't have any creamy sauce on it at all. It's kind of a vinegary base. It's hard to describe, But it's very fast, very easy, except that you have to let it sit for a really long time after you make it. But I do like this. This is more like, I don't want to say sauerkraut, because that would be really wrong. But it's it's more in that kind of family than in the creamy, ranchy, salad-y kind of category. So I'm going to tell you how we make it. The only thing you might have trouble with is that you might not have all the ingredients in the house, but they're not hard to find. They're simple. We just sort of stir things together and then let it sit. It's called Amish Overnight Coleslaw. And yes, overnight is best because it's easiest, but if you can make it at least six hours before you want to eat it, then it will still be okay. This comes from 12 Tomatoes, who got it from just a pinch and... I think that the original recipe uses a little more sugar in it than what 12 tomatoes ended up with. So I'm going to use uh, 12 tomatoes version. Now I'm going to warn you that the recipe on the website, if you go looking for it, not my website, but the 12 tomatoes website or the just a pinch website is for a party. It serves 12 people. That's way too much. Even if I like this coleslaw, I don't like this coleslaw that much. And there's only two of us in the house. And so I am going to cut this so that it serves four. If you want the full recipe, I would recommend that you go to one of those two web pages and just type in Amish Overnight Coleslaw, A-M-I-S-H, Overnight Coleslaw. And from there, you could cut it in half even and make six servings, which is probably more realistic. But I'm going to try to make four today. And... I'm cheating. I'm taking a shortcut. The ingredients for the recipe, this is for the four servings I'm making, okay? Four cups of cabbage that has been shredded, 
a third of a red bell pepper, a third of a green bell pepper, a half a cup of carrots, a quarter a cup of sugar, that's for the slaw itself, and then the dressing is two-thirds of a teaspoon of sugar, a third of a teaspoon celery seed, that might be one you don't have in the house, a third of a teaspoon dry mustard, which I hope you have in the house. You will find it really useful for things like cheese sauces, mac and cheese, and potato salad, and deviled eggs, and all kinds of stuff like that. And if you want to know what I have in my kitchen, I recommend that you look for a blog on my website called Things You Should Have in Your Kitchen, colon, Spices. And I have good reasons for each of them, and I believe they should be staples. Anyway, that's a reference if you want to go look for it. A third of a cup of vinegar. I don't know that that matters what kind, except that you don't want to use a really heavy sweet one. I would recommend probably white vinegar or apple cider vinegar or maybe a red or white wine vinegar, but nothing in the balsamic family or the malt vinegar category, that kind of thing. Quarter of a teaspoon of salt and a quarter of a cup of vegetable oil. And I have canola in-house because I don't know what's in vegetable oil on a reliable basis, so I keep canola. Now, having told you all the ingredients, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to tell you that I have a prepackaged bag of coleslaw mix, which is already shredded cabbage and added already shredded carrots. I'm using that. It's just a shortcut. It's why I bought it, so that I don't have to shred the cabbage or the carrots. The equipment you're going to need is a large bowl that you're going to put your salad together in and a saucepan that we're going to put the salad dressing together in and space in your refrigerator. That would be the only do-ahead. Make space in your refrigerator for whatever bowl you're about to use. I should say I'm also not using a red and a green bell pepper because, A, I don't have a green bell pepper. I don't often have a green bell pepper unless I buy it specifically because I like the red ones and the yellow ones and the orange ones better. I think they're sweeter and taste better. And apparently so do the grocers because they cost at least twice as much as the green ones. And the second reason is that I have a red bell pepper that's already partly cut and I'm just going to keep using that. Okay, so into the bowl, we're going to put the vegetables, which as I said, is four cups of slaw. And I'm just going to use my hand and take big hands full out of this bag because I think that's, I think it's close enough. <laughs> it's probably a little more than a cup. Well, I'll try to keep my hands full a little smaller. Oh, this is stupid. I probably have five cups in here. I'm just putting it all in. I'm going to regret that later because it's going to mess up the the uh, ratios, but oh well. Next is the red pepper. And if for you, if you're doing this right, far be it for me to do anything right, you are going to want to cut up your red bell pepper. Just chop it into what you might regard as bite-sized pieces. You might want to get rid of the membrane on the inside, not because it's hot or anything like that, but because it's not as sweet and crunchy as the rest, and you might as well use the good part. So I'm cutting it into strips right now, and then we're going to just cut crossways and chop them into littler pieces. And it says a third of a pepper. I can't 
get much more unspecific than that because the pepper could be large, the pepper could be small. Your guess about a third could be wrong. I think, therefore, it doesn't really matter. Okay? Just chop them into little bits. We want them to be incorporatable into the salad. And then throw them into the bowl with the coleslaw mix or the cabbage and carrots if you were a good cook and followed the actual directions from the person who created the recipe. You know, there's not a lot of carrot in here. I may have to shred some more carrot in here. But I'm not gonna. Not doing it. Not doing it. Okay, now we're gonna sprinkle that whole thing with a quarter of a cup of sugar. I didn't say this wasn't a sweet coleslaw. What I said is it's not a creamy coleslaw. In case you wonder what I'm doing, I'm trying to get my sugar out of the back of my cupboard in a very old 1951 kitchen that I have yet to remodel. <sighs> okay, so just sprinkle the quarter cup of sugar over the cabbage. Maybe it helps release the juices. That would be my guess, because we're about to put some more sugar into the dressing that's going on here. That means that you're going to get your small saucepan or your medium sauce. It depends on how much coleslaw you're making. You're going to get some kind of saucepan out that seems like the right size for the dressing you're about to make for the size of salad you're going to make. And I am doing a small saucepan and two-thirds of a teaspoon of sugar. Now that's interesting because I don't actually have a third of a teaspoon measure. So that's 0.66 of a teaspoon, which is just over half. So I'm going to do a heaping half teaspoon. Whether it'll be right or not, I don't know. It'll be close enough. Oh, and yes, I divided this so everything's a third. Oh, for crying out loud. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the fact that I don't have a third measure. Why isn't there such a thing as a one-third measuring spoon? Oh, for heaven's sake. Okay, well, so here I am, and I am, oh, I'm going to have to go down in the basement for the celery seed. It's something I use so rarely. Here we go, down into the basement, that I don't keep it in my regular spices. And as I've mentioned to you before, I have a bunch, I mean, a lot of spices in my basement. There it is, celery seed. Because I don't have room in my kitchen. There just isn't room for the quantity of spices that I own. But I don't want you to think that that article there I told you you could find out what spices I think you should have in your kitchen includes these hundred probably that I have. That's not the case at all. I really just described the basics. Now I've got my celery seed and I need a third of a teaspoon. Okay, so that is 0.3 which is a little more than a quarter. So I'm going to do a heaping quarter. <laughs> heaping quarter of a teaspoon of the celery seed to make a third of a teaspoon approximately. And then the same, a heaping quarter teaspoon of dry mustard, which is just powdered ground mustard. You know... This won't be the first time I've cooked in approximates. In fact, I think probably almost all my cooking is in some form approximates. Not always. Some things really have to be science. 
candy. Some baking things have to be pretty precise. A third of a cup vinegar. Now see, a third of a cup I own. What have I got here? White wine vinegar, white vinegar. Mm, gonna go with apple cider vinegar. Vinegars are fun. I've just gotten into experimenting with various flavored vinegars. I have two balsamics, three, three that I really like. One is a white balsamic that's peach flavored, and two of them are dark balsamics. One of them is pomegranate, and one of them is blueberry, and they are so much fun to just play with. Whoever knew when we were growing up that there'd be such thing as exotically flavored vinegar? Into here now, I'm measuring my third of a cup, and I'm using a dry measure. Don't ask me why. I just kind of don't want to get out my liquid measure cup. It'll be close enough with what I'm doing. Quarter of a teaspoon of salt, which I grab from my shaker on the top of my stove. And a quarter of a cup of the canola oil I mentioned. Okay, I'm using a dry measuring cup for that as well. Goofy. Why do I have a liquid measuring cup? Because, of course, the reason that you do it in, in a liquid cup is because you can't get all the way to the top in a dry measuring cup with a liquid or it starts to overflow. So your measurement's more accurate if you use a liquid measuring cup. But like I said, I don't care today. Okay, now what we're going to do is bring this to a boil. So being an impatient person, I am going to turn it up pretty high and get a silicone spatula because I'm using a nonstick pan. Not a nonstick. It's got a, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like the whole metal of the thing is, it's probably got some kind of coating on it. I don't know. I think it's a Farberware pan and it's never been damaged by anything I did, but no sense in starting now. So I've got this on high. It should not take very long to come to a boil because there's not very much in there. Now, if you were doing the whole recipe for 12, it might take a little bit longer. But you better be going to a party if you're going to do that. Of course, in the summer, when you want coleslaw, that is often the reason you're making coleslaw is because you're going to a party. I don't think it really even needs to be stirred. So I'm getting my utensils here, putting them in the sink for me to wash. Don't have a dishwasher. 1951 kitchen, remember, and it's never been updated I meant to update it in the last couple of years. I meant to do it actually about a year ago. But unfortunately, like a bajillion other people, we waited to actually move forward with the kitchen remodel we wanted to do until the pandemic had hit. And as you know, I'm sure everybody else was also remodeling their whatever at the same time. And... Both manpower and materials went through the roof in terms of cost and time to get them, actually. And so we didn't remodel, and I don't know when or if we'll remodel now. Because I think we kind of wait for the costs to come down and the people to become more available. And I think that might be a fantasy, don't you? Mine is starting to simmer. There she blows. I want to wait for it to come to an actual boil, which means bigger bubbles in the whole pot, not just this little spot of simmeriness. And then we're going to boil it for one minute, stirring it and boiling it for one minute. So I'm actually going to set a timer so I don't have to count because it would be really hard for me to count in my head. 
and talk to you at the same time. This would be a really nice coleslaw for a hot outdoor summer barbecue. You don't have to worry about that creamy stuff developing bacteria in the heat. Plus, it's just lighter and crunchier and different. Different is sometimes good for recipes. You know, I mean, I guess as even the only reason you do it. Instead of making the same old, same old. Sometimes it's nice to bring something different, show up with something different, eat something different. So this is something I hope you'll try. Okay, we're down to the last six seconds. Two, one. All right. Now what we do is we pour this dressing over the peppers and slaw in the bowl and tuck it away in that spot you made in the refrigerator for at least six hours or overnight. I think I'm going to actually stir it a little bit. You don't have to do that because it's going to do its own thing. All right. Yeah, I used a little extra cabbage, but I think this is going to be enough. Now I'm going to put this in the fridge. As are you. And we're going to go about our merry way on our day. Let the day bring what it will, knowing that tonight's side dish is already made and ready to go. What I'm serving with it, or as the main dish, had to know yet. I don't know yet. Worry about that when I get there. Uh, that's all. I hope you'll tell your friends that you listen to the Cook Along podcast. Tune in next week for a quick bite, which is just my thoughts on something related to cooking. And the week after that for another brand new recipe. And until next time, happy cooking. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.